get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Right now, we are going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She's Katie Wu. You can follow her work on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. You can read her wrap-up on the week that was, uh, which was not a great week for the St. Louis Cardinals over at The Athletic right now. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. How are you doing this morning? Afternoon. Afternoon, sorry. It is afternoon, which is a shock to me, of course. I never seem to know what time it is. But yes, BK, it was not a great week for the Cardinals. Uh, In fact, it was actually very bad. I believe the first line, I'll just read it to you, the first line of the aforementioned weekly wrap-up went a little bit like the St. Louis Cardinals and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week of baseball. It was not not a good sight in Atlanta. Not a good sight at Bush Stadium. At some point, I felt like I needed to borrow Tanner sunglasses, kind of just shield myself from what was going on. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we're, how we're feeling with this team and a way to spin it forward. New week, new team, right? Katie, before we do that, and, and I promise you we're going to get into that, but we got to start it off with some positive vibes. So we need a Waffle yes. House update. Oh, wow. Well, I, I totally forgot that we teased this. So. We did. You told us at the end of the interview to follow up with it, and I'm just doing my, my due diligence. That's some, that's some good reporting right there. I should take some notes. Waffle so House. So should BK. Um, <laughs> yeah, BK, come on. What are we doing here? Um, totally <laughs> kidding, okay. guys. Totally kidding. I'm feisty today. So, my <laughs> Waffle House takeaways. It's like a, a southern, a south version of Denny's, I guess. Great waffle, though. Fantastic <sighs> waffle. I, I see why it's called Waffle House. Checks um, out. And I like the, the ambiance. I really did. It just seemed like a no-judgment place. You come as you are, and nobody really cares. And so, that's my kind of vibe. So as a follow-up to that, Katie, and again, there's there's no judgment. It's just the four of us yeah. talking right We're now. Just it's friends. you, me, Alex, and Tanner. Friends at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. Katie. And w- roughly what time did you arrive to Waffle House? 2 a.m. No, I actually went at a respectable 1.30 p.m. Oh, oh yeah, you oh. got the A crowd. Oh, no. That's what's up, oh, Katie. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like going to a buffet <laughs> Sunday night. All the food's taken over. Um, look, it was a weird schedule in Atlanta, a lot of night games. You're on the East Coast. Time zone's all messed up. I had to make do with what I did, and I thought it just, you know, kind of bought into the overall experience. So Waffle House, a solid 8.5 out of 10. We'll probably go back if I ever find myself back in Cobb County, Georgia. So uh, eight, it's an interesting number because that's roughly the number of runs that the Cardinals scored uh, in their last eight games, uh, Katie. Are you serious? Well, well a, they, they scored 11, but it's close a, enough. Oh, well, wasn't a great transition then. <laughs> what is going wrong with this offense? How How is it this bad? I just don't understand. 
You know, it's a great question, and I think that you get the answer pretty clearly when the team's two most prolific leaders in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado answer it the same way without being prompted. Both sluggers pointed to a lack of ability to drive the ball recently. And when you look at where the Cardinals have been, dating back not just to Atlanta, but in Philly before that and a couple of games before that as well, really over the past couple of weeks, the Cardinals have not consistently driven the ball. You know, they're not at overly reliant on the home run ball. They can every now and then string together some success with small ball. You know, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about how versatile this offense is. I still believe that. You know, I know they're missing a ton of key players right now. And I think that's what's led into the lack of ability to drive the ball. In this day and age of baseball, when you're facing consistently good pitching, the National League has some very, very talented arms. And I know fans get tired and tired of hearing, hey, we're facing a good pitcher. Well, yes, of course, good hitters overcome good pitchers. Good teams overcome good teams, right? But when you're looking at the Cardinals and who they have on their roster right now, you're just not seeing a lot of guys driving the ball. You're not seeing the double. You're not seeing the timely base hit. You saw that from Albert Pujols yesterday. So you certainly hope that's a, a sign of turning it around. But when you're thinking about the runs that the Cardinals scored over the last week, from Tuesday to Sunday, they didn't have a single run scored via a base hit. All of their Ooh. RBIs came on sack flies from that transition period from those five days. So obviously a clear sign Cardinals are not driving the ball, and uh, that's something that they certainly are hoping to change as they head into the All-Star break. Katie, does this feel like that maybe they've they've hit their end with some of these younger players? Like they've gotten the best out of the Juan Yapezes and the Nolan Gormans and the Brendan Donovans, and now it's going to drop off a little bit? Or do you feel like that this offense is just dying for that impact bat back like a, a Tyler O'Neill? I think a little bit of both. I think that Without Tyler O'Neill, it's obvious there's a big miss in the power there. Cardinals have shown an ability to overcome one absence. I know we don't talk about Harrison Bader a lot offensively, but he's a, a speedy offensive tool when he gets on base. He wreaks havoc on the base pass. I think the Cardinals miss those two offensively. I mean, obviously they miss them defensively as well, two gold glove winners, of course. But I think the Cardinals are really missing the fluidity that Tyler and Harrison bring because they prototype as two totally different hitters and they gel the lineups together. When you look at Brendan Donovan and Juan Yepes and even Tommy Edmond, I think what you saw earlier in the season is an example of their feelings, certainly. But what you're seeing right now is an example of fatigue. I mean, before going into the series in Philadelphia, Brendan Donovan had not had a day off that wasn't a scheduled team off day since mid-May. Tommy Edmond, Juan Yepes, since mid-June. Every time they have a scheduled off day, the Cardinals end up needing them in the later innings. So it's really a half day. That can only do so much. I think when you look at Brendan Donovan and Juan Yepes, you're seeing – the rookies kind of experience their first, their first full season in the major leagues, the fatigue that comes with it, and figuring out how to weather through that. And they ultimately aren't granted the luxury of having a couple of days because the Cardinals don't have anyone they feel like they can replace them with. So it's a bunch of growing pains. I'm not going to go over and, and overly play the strength of schedule. Every team has a brutal schedule in the first half as consequence of the lockout. But the Cardinals did have some grueling stretches, some grueling travel. Guys are tired. Tommy Edmond is tired. Brennan Donovan is tired. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnado, they are tired. But there's nothing the Cardinals can do right now except grind it out through the last week and rest up over the All-Star break simply because there is nobody to fill the gaps. Katie, I thought you had a really good question to Ollie Marmel over the weekend. We're talking to Katie Wu of The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. You asked him about the underperforming offense, and he, he shot back, and I thought it was an interesting and kind of revealing answer, honestly, where he said, you tell me who's underperforming. Guys are giving their best shot, and they're playing to their capabilities. I read a lot into that. I thought it was an interesting answer. What did you make of his response to that question? As did I. I say revealing is the perfect description there. I think it's very telling 
of where the Cardinals are right now. When you Okay, let's break down this sentence. You tell me who's underperforming. Well, you can point to a – we can all point to a vast part of the roster that's underperforming compared to league average. I mean, we saw the offensive production, production from the catcher spot. We've seen what the reserve outfielders have done. Obviously, I don't think it's very fair to expect Lars Neubauer or Connor Capel or anyone that you're calling up, whether that's eventually Burleson or Scotty Hurst or anyone along that nature, to put together the production numbers that O'Neill and Bader do. What Ollie was referring to, and this is the key part where, right here, guys have given it their best shot, are playing to their capabilities. What Ollie's saying there is no one is underperforming to their player capabilities right now. And that is the problem. Yes, there are significant players playing below, or a significant amount of players playing below league average, but if they're playing up to their capabilities, what exactly is there to do for the Cardinals except try to find better players with more experience? Right now, a vast majority of those players are on the injured list. So that, I think, was the most telling answer from the last week of baseball right there. Kind of like always saying, what do you expect them to do? This is who they are as players. This is their experience level. There's not much else we have out there that we can roll out. So then, Katie, what does that mean for a player like Alec Burleson? Because we had this conversation about uh, the, the the Cardinals prospect who's now in the top 100 for Baseball America with prospects. Like, are, are you surprised that we haven't seen this guy get the call yet to see what his capabilities are? Or does this push you more towards maybe he's going to be trade bait come trade deadline time? Yeah, absolutely. That's where I'm at. I'm not necessarily surprised that we haven't seen Alec Burleson because that is another 40-man spot. And let's look at it two ways, right? Let's look at the obvious. Okay, it's much harder to trade a prospect when he's on the 40-man roster. And Burleson profiles as someone as the Cardinal, for as alluring as he is, for as talented as he is, and exciting of a prospect he is, doesn't profile for a spot on the Cardinals' current roster and certainly is an intriguing piece if the Cardinals hope to be active at the trade deadline. Teams are going to call about Alec Burleson. But also, it's so easy to look at the players currently on the roster. You look at the reserve outfielders and say, they're not performing, next one up. It's not a sustainable practice to continue calling up on rookies and expect them to immediately perform at the big league level and put together the production that Tyler O'Neill or Harrison Bader does, right? Like, yes, Alec Burleson is mashing in AAA. It's unrealistic to expect him to come up just like with, and I know these guys have ultimately proved people wrong, and Donovan and Yepes to immediately make an impact. There's going to be a regression at some point. There's going to be a learning curve. Consistently relying on your rookies who lack the experience of plenty of veteran guys is not, in my opinion, sustainable. So I think there's kind of a two-part argument there. You certainly want to see Alec Burleson if you're a Cardinals fan. I certainly understand the thought process of why not? He's doing great in AAA. No one else is really hitting. But there is a very complicated next couple of weeks as the Cardinals and all of the other 29 front offices navigate and maneuver what their current roster looks like, who's tradable, how to maximize what they have right now. And right now it certainly seems like it was by adding Burleson to the 40-man, it would create more problems than solving. Final question that I've got for you, Katie. Is the starting rotation still the biggest need for this team? I think so. I don't think we should, for as concerning as the offense is, believe me, it was uh, a sight to see over the last week, to put it in a, a fair way, I guess. I still think the starting pitching is the biggest priority for the Cardinals and uh, President of Baseball Operations John Mazalek said as well. Here's a quote from his media availability on Friday. Clearly, when you look at our club, we understand, we know, we need to find some innings. As we approach the trade deadline, I think pitching will be at the forefront of our thinking. He also had a key sentence later. 
the health of this club is going to drive a lot of how we think about that trading deadline. So I think the Cardinals will be patient. And Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader, I don't think either come back before the All-Star break. So we'll certainly have more clarity about O'Neill today. He has a doctor's appointment to check out that wrist contusion he sustained after being hit by a pitch in Memphis. Bader, we talked to yesterday. Doesn't look like he'll be back before the All-Star break. For him, it's much of a rest and recovery to build sustainability. So this, this health issue doesn't arise throughout the season. So I do think the offense will take care of itself. You'll get some key healthy players back. They'll have Edmund get some rest over the All-Star break. You'll have Donovan get some rest over the All-Star break. Pitching is still the biggest question. There's such a significant drop-off between Miles Michaelis and Adam Wainwright, who have been stellar. You don't know what you're getting with Stephen Matz, so I certainly understand the Cardinals' need or preference to see what they have over the next couple of starts. He is expected to make one start before the All-Star break, assuming he comes out of Tuesday's rehab start all fine. And uh, seeing what they can get from Dakota Hudson for a couple more times. For Hudson, we've seen flashes. It's about consistency. But that's a lot of variables. And we're not even talking about when Jack Flaherty is coming back because that won't be until after the deadline as well. There are too many variables in that rotation to focus, to, to cast it to the side and think that they'll be able to patch it later. If the Cardinals are going to do anything at the trade deadline, I certainly expect it to be rotation aiding. One follow-up on that, and this can be a quick answer for you, Katie. Do you think Noah Syndergaard fits what the Cardinals are looking for? Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I don't. I, I understand the allure of the name. I also understand the kind of season he's having. Is Let's look at the kind of trades the Cardinals have made at the deadline before. Noah Syndergaard, regardless of stats, is still a blockbuster name. I don't see the Cardinals willing to deplete their farm system for whatever he's going to cost, which at this point is going to be super high because it's just a seller's market this year. So, no, I see more of the Cardinals targeting more of a Paul Blackburn kind of guy, all-star for the A's, kind of under the radar, quietly having a good season. But um, as we saw last trade deadline, certainly no idea what to ultimately expect come August 2nd. Yeah, so you're My boy Paulie! She's basically <laughs> saying you can hope for this, but it's going to be like a John Lester, so Jose Quintana is going to be the guy. Can they please get some swing and miss stuff for Ollie? Uh, Ollie, Ollie would love to have somebody in his rotation that actually misses bats. <laughs> Hey, when Adam Wainwright is your pitcher generating the most swing and miss in your whole entire rotation, I understand the ground ball philosophy, but some strikeouts would be nice. It would be helpful. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy yourself out of the ballpark today. You're almost to the all-star break. Almost. We know that the players need it, but so do you. Katie, we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy prospect camp. Talk to you later. You got it. That's Katie Wu joining us here on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.